Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to The Road to Enlightenment. I am your host, Kelly Fitzgerald. My guest today has been on my show before. She's one of my best friends. What better person to spend a Valentine's Day show with? Um, Jody Doty. Welcome to the show. I, I know today's a really busy day for you, but thanks so much for taking the time to be here. Well, thanks for the love. It's always great being on, on the show with uh, one of my favorite pals here. So thank you. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. You know, one of the things, everybody knows you as the soul reader, you know, Jody Doty soul reader. One of the right. things that I, I have heard from so many people in the last, oh, what's it been, several months now, is, wow, what a fabulous book. So I thought we'd start the show today talking about your new book. It, it's been out for, like I said, a couple of months. It's Divine Exploration and Moon Soul Musing, A Poetic Wandering Along the River. I've been sort of collecting comments and questions for you. And one of the most common questions I've received from anyone is, where on earth do you come up with these beautiful, beautiful words that you write? <laughs> you know, I asked myself the same thing, actually. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> and <laughs> Actually, I was reading a, a Facebook post the other day that had a beautiful picture, and I got all the way to the last line and realized it was my words. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even recognize them. It was fabulous. But, you know, I, they come through um, my meditations. I do. I meditate uh, daily. I, I find that my best writings come at 4 a.m. for whatever reason, 3 or 4 yeah. a.m. But, and I think that happens with a lot of us. It's a very divine, a very magical time. But I will just ask, you know, what am I meant to, to hear? Or what is, what is the message for today? Or, or what needs to be, um, to be shared with maybe someone I know or, or lots of people? It's very often that there'll be a very common theme that comes through. Um, so at first I thought it was very personal. I'd get these beautiful words that would come and I would post them to my Facebook page. And I found that a lot of friends thought the words were for them. You know, oh, you wrote this right? for me. <laughs> and, so, and it's like, well, sure. <laughs> um, so a lot of the themes are very universal. They seem to just come at the right timing. I am a soul reader, so I'm very intuitive. And I think sometimes they are specific to maybe some friends of mine or some people that are going through some things that just need to hear a certain message at a certain time. I think that's how it works. It's it's kind of that synchronicity where, you know, the words just come and they kind of reverberate to whomever they're supposed to touch or reach. And um, I really try to be, just like in my soul readings, I try to be a very uh, clear channel, a very open channel to the divine, um, to my source, and just let the words come to me, and then I they pour out my fingertips onto. Often I write them on my phone and then transfer them. So I do a lot. Um, it's just very simple, and in that quiet space at three or four a.m., just letting the words come and sharing them. 
um, onto the page. And I may tweak them a little bit later, um, try and find a poster to put with them, but the words just pour through me. And, you know, it really started when I did a meditation probably a year and a half because I've only been writing a couple years. It's just amazing to me. I always liked, um, you know, I'm not like, well, I'm not like you. I'm not one of those people that have been writing all my life. I did this meditation on creativity and because I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm really that creative. And I had a real limited (laughs) definition of what creativity was. So apparently (laughs) I'm not creative, which really was a, was a big lie in my, uh, what I would call lie in my space. (laughs) It was a belief that was so totally not true But I had to put that up to the divine, and I said, what is creativity? And so when I put that message up and asked for it in my meditation, that's when um, I released all limits to what is creative. Just having a body is creative. Just, you know, every moment is a creation. Uh, Everything we do is our own creation in this world, along with our source and, and with those around us. So I had to look at creativity in a much broader perspective. And as soon as I let go of my limits, any kind of cultural, any kind of, you know, that it's only those that are artists or musicians, it's every one of us. We're all creative. And so as soon as I let go of the limits to creativity, the words just poured through. And and they've been uh, pouring through ever since. I mean, I was just amazed. It was almost like a... Such a huge gift. I just had, I knew I had to share it. I had to just get them out. In fact, one of my, I was telling, uh, I had a book signing just the other day, and I was telling the folks at the book signing that one of the most beautiful poems I ever wrote came to me um, while I was standing in line at the Pizza Hut. (laughs) And I know you've done this. I had to go grab a napkin, run out to my car, write it down before I lost it because I, I also know. Um, when I'm in that space, and 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 it can be, you can be inspired anytime, even in the middle of a line at the Pizza Hut at five o'clock. When it comes, you're meant to pay attention. You're meant to to write it down because sometimes that's your moment. And if you don't get it down, you you'll miss it. It's it's really right. um, I tell that to people in my soul readings. It's really about just being open and paying attention and let the information from the divine come through you. And that's that's where the words come from. Now, I have someone messaging me um, a, a question. It's actually kind of a two-part question. Uh, the first part of this is, what exactly is a soul reader? And I know we've talked about this before, but that's part one of her question. And she follows sure. that up with, do you think that being a soul reader also helps you be a channel for your words? Yes. Uh, uh, soul reader, um, I am... It's by by both nature and nurture. I've always been very intuitive. It's a gift that's within my family. Um, so a soul reader to me is somebody who uh, has a, it, like I said earlier, a clear channel to the divine. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong clairvoyant gift, meaning I see in colors, symbols, words, I hear music. I have a lot of divine gifts. You know, and we all do. Everyone has their own different types of gifts from the divine. Um, mine happen to be that I can see very clearly. I have just a clear spiritual sight that people know that as a third eye. 
and I'm just very open. I spend a lot of time using Cosmic Windex and a squeegee to keep it clean. <laughs> it's my, <laughs> my, my little joke, but it's through meditation, and I just try to release and, and be uh, very neutral and very open. And that makes me what I call a soul reader because when I look at someone, uh, especially in a reading, when I see them, I don't just see the physical like everyone else. I right. see that too, but I kind of see beyond that. And sometimes I'm giving me- I'm given beautiful messages from the divine, or I'm or I'm you know a symbol will come in, or I'll hear something about the person, and so I pay attention to those gifts. Um, and that's what I use as a soul reader. And a lot of times that gift is very helpful because we get so absorbed in the uh, the physical world that we forget that we have this beautiful soul within us that um, is actually dry, should be driving us a little more, I think, than it does. But um, we have both. We both ha- we have our body and we have a beautiful spirit, a be- beautiful soul within us. And in in my mind, our two greatest agreements are with our body and our soul, and our um, and our soul and our God. And if I can combine those and just help provide some clarity, help someone release, like I just said, a, a limit in their space. Like I'm not creative. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I do as a soul reader. Is I just take the time to sit and ask for it. And I'm in a. a kind of a different space i'm in more of a um a meditative place and i just allow the words to come that uh, represent that person or else or, or i'll use a symbol i'm really great with symbols i like to see in clocks and gauges and i really like to give people practical ways to tune into themselves or to release things they've taken on that keep them from really being in their body. As a soul reader, I'm a little different maybe than some folks that are psychics. I mean, I am psychic. That's part of it. I'm a clairvoyant. I'm an intuitive. I'm also a medium. I also get messages from those that have that have passed on. I see those. I can, you know, relay messages um, but my big focus is not the future, and I think that's that's one of the the differences with say it, a soul my soul readings versus an, a different psychic or another intuitive. Even though I see the future, I I really believe that we create that every moment, and and you create changes just in a reading, just in a soul reading, you can create a lot of change in in that moment by changing your perspective, by having a different, you know, kind of a a higher learning or a higher message that makes you go, hmm, maybe I don't want to go in that direction. So it's, it's just a beautiful gift. And I did go to seminary for this as well. I mean, it always had the gift. I wanted to um, refine it and be able to use it to help people. And the seminary really helped me with that because, that's where I started meditation. Meditation really, for me, was the key to being able to ground myself. In, I've always been very connected to this reality, but very open to um, seeing the beautiful symbols that we have from the divine and how you can incorporate those in your life to, uh, you know, to live a better life. And that's really my goal is helping people to see themselves um, in both a divine and a physical perspective and to really come home to them, I call it being home to you, to bring their spirit within their body 
I mean, I often tell my clients, you can do your hokey pokey with your spirit. Your spirit can be any time. <laughs> your body is finite. So you can bring your spirit into your body. That's really why we're here. <laughs> we have these bodies because we're meant to operate beautifully through them. A lot of people spend, a, spend time kind of out of their body uh, quite a bit. And that's okay from time to time because, you know, when you're going through an illness or, you know, there is a lot of healing that takes place outside the body. But for the most part, it's really such a joy to operate through the body. And that's what I, what I like. Yet in addition to being a soul reader where I see, I, I would say um, a lot of my work is also healing, spiritual healing, spiritual counseling where I help help the person to really be more home to come to um and i do this with of course with divine assistance to bring them more into the body because you know sometimes when they say gee she's a little beside herself sometimes people literally are their spirit really is are. next to their body <laughs> they're truly not in their body they're beside themselves and i like to bring them home to bring them up and right. and and help them using using beautiful divine assistance and i just i'm not a reiki person i just I'm a minister. I work with um, the God Source, and I just ask for assistance, lots of assistance, as I'm doing my work. I know it's I'm just a channel. I'm in assistance, and that's what I'm meant to do. So that's a very long explanation of Soul Reader, but hopefully that's helpful. And does that help with my words? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think everyone can do this. I think it's a matter of quieting your mind. And just being still long enough to kind of let the words just come. And that's how it happened with me. The words just came. Do I have an angel or is it my higher self helping me to allow those words to come through? Absolutely. And every one of us has that capacity to be still and just let whatever gift is meant to come through them, you know, make itself present and grab onto that and allow it. For me, it happens to be the words. You know, before it was, um, you know, I did a lot with dance. When I was first, uh, when I was a kid, I did a lot of dancing, and that was my meditation. Everyone has their own different gift. And um, now for me, it's uh, it's the soul reading. I've lately, my clear hearing's opened up, so I'm hearing more. But there's so many spiritual gifts. It's just a matter of um, tuning into, you know, what works for you and allowing them to come forth. And that's why we're here. That's the beauty of, uh, you know, us being here and having these bodies and allowing ourselves to operate and live the best life we can by operating through the body Do you find, and I want to back up for a little bit uh, or for a minute here on something that you said, and I want to expand on that a little bit more. Do you find that people are kind of surprised when they find out that you actually did go through seminary and you are also doing the soul reading work? A lot of times, I know my own experience, people, not a lot of people anymore, it seems to be more and more widely accepted, but there was a time when people really thought that those things were mutually exclusive. You couldn't work with with God. You couldn't work with a Christ energy and also work in the, the psychic realms. Um, what has your experience with that been? 
Right. And, you know, that is so true. I did have that experience early on. It's kind of funny. I actually had a couple people come. One one young man I remember in particular, and and I I went to a church. I I went to uh, Church of Divine Man in Everett, and I I owe them a lot of um, my heart for helping me to ground and just accept all the beautiful gifts that I have. And that's what they do. They're very open. But it is an interesting combination of Eastern and Western because it's a, right. it actually is a Christian church, but it has a meditation and healing components. So it's, so it's, I, to me, it was a perfect blend. Um, but yes, is that accepted? It was a little interesting early on. I think it's getting much better. But mm-hmm. what I found is that um, it's really what, you what operates through you the best i had a a young man that um was a a friend of a friend who was a a very christian man and you know i think for some people there's that concept oh if you're you know if you're using your clairvoyance or your psychic gifts which are god-given gifts actually in my mind right um you're you're operating with the occult or it's you know it's something (laughs) scary and so he came here i think (laughs) came to my hut um, in that, I guess, was a very courageous moment for him because I think he was going to come confront me about what I was doing. with, And um, it was interesting because I said, come on in, have a reading. And he loved it. He loved it because he realized, you know, when we are operating through the divine, opening to our divine self and allowing our gifts, I was I was doing it was just my form of prayer which was different than his form of prayer but it was the same uh, love that we opened to and uh, he even hugged me when he left I think it's just that perspective people are afraid or they don't understand or they you know but but if you are really operating and using the gifts that you have um people recognize that and it allows them or opens them up to be able to um to have their gifts come through as well and that's kind of what happened it was really an opening for him it opened his eyes that there are different ways to pray and there are different ways um that we channel the divine even the word channel is uh <laughs> you know people right, have right. some uh, <laughs> have some uh they you know there's a little fear about that but you know we're all channels to the divine in in some way and we all we all have gifts and so that was that was just one way in fact i used to use that in my um you know use some of the gifts in my workplace and i worked in family law for years with with lawyers so it was kind of interesting um but i also know that using that helped to calm the energy in the room. So there's a lot of benefit. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think it's getting more accepted. I really do. I think um, I think there are more, um, actually, as far as church itself, because I am an ordained minister, but I really believe in my heart of hearts that um, we're moving, we're going to be moving to where it's really about about uh, connecting with our churches within ourselves and we we will be connecting with each other and it won't matter what building you you know that's where i'd like to see it go it doesn't matter it's not about the building it's not about where you are it's about having that connection and and um and that communion uh with the divine and with each other unfortunately that's (laughs) so it's kind of uh 
we're missing the point right now, but I think we're getting there. I think uh, sometimes you have to have a. I'm talking about the world right now or the our country. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to get a shake up in order to to awaken and to really remember, you know, that there's so much beauty and and so much that we're similar, um, you know, about each other and that we're supposed to be operating through. And remembering that, you know, you're not unlike me, kind of like the gentleman that came to see me. And and uh, that was such an amazing, it, it, it was really God working through me. And that's what happens with the gift. It's just God working through. And, and whatever is meant to happen has happened. I'm just very open. We have a, another question saying, um, is it a good thing or a bad thing if you get uh, more than one psychic reading and I'm not sure if they're talking about on the same subject or just on different things but I know in my own experience it seems like sometimes people kind of go a little maybe overboard and I think it's (laughs) wonderful to get clarity but I think since we each have the answers already inside ourselves (laughs) you know it's 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 sort of like um no, I don't want that sign. No, I don't want that sign. No, I don't want to. I want something. I want a different answer. I want a different answer. And the answers are the answers. So, um, how, how would you funny. respond to that? <laughs> That's kind of funny because it reminds me. I actually have a client that came to me, and I don't remember my readings because they come through me, and I think I'd implode if I remembered all of them. But they are meant right. for the other person. And she apparently asked me the same question five times, five different readings. <laughs> I didn't give her the answers she wanted I guess so she said I'm gonna quit answering that question or asking that question because it's always the same see I think it really depends as far as I think there are people that can become addicted to psychics right (laughs) right you know and sure if you wanted to go to one if you wanted to go to maybe even a second one to get it you know to see if it's a, a similar especially if it's a kind of a crisis time in your life or you're in a big big transition or whatever. But I would say if you want a whole bunch of different viewpoints at one time, go to a little psychic fair and get little mini looks because that's not quite as overwhelming for your body. But but you do have a lot of your own information. And I, I sometimes I'll tell people that, you know, sometimes the picture doesn't come and I'll say, you know, it's not coming because you know this, you have this information. Right. And we don't always validate how much we really, you know, we have a master's degree in universal wisdom right within our own bodies, right within our, you know, our crown chakra. And sometimes we don't validate how um, how much information we have within ourselves, you know. And, and it's great to go get help. But, I, you know, and I tell that when I do soul readings, some of my soul readings take 60 to 90 minutes. They're very in-depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. It's almost a, it's a counseling session in some ways, and I only do the really in depth ones um, probably every uh, month and a half to two months because your body has to have time to process it, and that's what I recommend. And I also, you know, ask people uh, recommend that they get some help in releasing afterwards too because it brings up a lot of memory. But you know, reading soul readings that is. It gets right to it, you know. You, the pictures, the symbols—it's right there, and it's. Um, I think it's really very quick to um, get to the point and, and show you 
absolutely right now in this moment what you're working on and that's one of the benefits of it it's not a lot of um, going up into the brain or or reading about it or talking about it it's just here's what i see here's what you're working on and sometimes um it's just getting that validation that yeah it's a really tough time but this is why or this is what my soul's wanting to do next or the, or this is why i'm having a hard time letting go of it to get right to that in in a reading is very helpful, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, just to have that validation, yeah, you're going through a hard time. Um, that can be so helpful for healing. Like, yes, I am, and okay, that's all right. I'm going to, you know, right. this is the worst it's going to be. I can move forward from here, you know. It starts such healing. Well, and one of the things, just to expand a little bit on that, that always gets me with um, – readings is it's really more about keeping people in present time and you mentioned before you know even though we see the future you know that can change and if you get in my experience anyway if you get a reading today and then three days from now you get a reading from someone else they may be entirely different because we have conscious choice you know we have freedom of choice and you could make a decision immediately after a reading that will change your course. And I think sometimes people don't really understand that. We are constantly manifesting our own future every second. Right. So, you, you know, it's, it's really tough. People tend to want to get a tarot reading. I do tarot readings. And uh, people wanted to, well, what, do I'm gonna, what am I going to be doing in seven years? Well, I don't know right. what you're going to be doing in seven <laughs> days. Much like, you know, I, you know I, I just want to make that point because um, yeah. we do have free will and you can always change your course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, sometimes I do see the future and I don't, I don't always express it for that reason, you know, that because you very much – you know, may change. I mean, that's your future right at this moment. But like you say, it's like walking, dipping your foot into the river, and every every moment the river's a little different. So, and you can right. you can change that. Um, you know, if I said, oh, I see that. You know, I see your soul wants to be an astronaut, and then you would, just for instance, <laughs> and you're thinking, boy, I better move to Houston, and I better get those science right. books out. That's why it's not helpful because. Maybe at that moment you're looking at being an astronaut, and then, wow, you have an experience. You go to the hospital. You're like, gee, I want to be a nurse. These are, right. you know, it's really your soul's desire, what you create, and it's very interactive. But, but you're right. The present moment, that's what body's like. When you're, when you're kind of focused in the future, your body tends to go into a lot of fear and anxiety. It's because I don't know what's going to happen. But operating through the now and and letting yourself have that free will to create your life every moment as you're meant to, you know, what comes up. Because that's part of the, you know, the spark when you meet other people or when you read a book and suddenly you're inspired. Those are, it's interactive. It's free will. That's where the desire comes from. And it's not from someone telling you, I see you happen to have this interest right now because that that interest very well could you could run with it or you could change it up entirely and do something different. That's the beauty of life. 
Exactly. And I think people kind of get caught up in looking outside for the answers when they need to be looking inside. That's just um, something I have seen, particularly recently. You know, you mentioned the, the political climate and the things that were going on in in the U.S. And I think a lot of people are very scared and I think they're very frustrated and they're losing patience and they're wanting someone to give them the answer. They're wanting someone else to make things better and um, they're they're really really outside of themselves I think yeah. right now a lot of people are. I so so true. how do we how how do we deal with that? How do how do we um stay calm? How how do we help people um let go of that anger and that frustration and all of that ickiness? I know for and I've had a lot of clients come to me that are that are very angry about it. And first, yeah, you you do have to acknowledge the anger because that's very valid in your body. I just find I like to use imagery and symbols when someone comes in they're very angry to imagine a waterfall. Um, that's one of the ones I use, a waterfall from the heavens to the center of the earth and fill in that waterfall 100% of my anger and let it run through me and validate it and let it have a place to go that isn't outside myself. When you throw anger outward like it's happening, you know, a lot, you see what happens. It just kind of, it it either boomerangs back to you and it fuels more or it dissipates and you don't even get, you know, the benefit of it. So to allow that energy to, you know, to flow through you and release it, but then to ask for, you know, clarity f- to f- flow through you or ask for your highest love or the highest result you would like, you know, make that interactive. What is the most loving thing I can bring through to my body that will, because when you're healing yourself, when you allow that love to come through you, that heals everyone around you. We're all um, right. You know, we all have that capacity to change the world, and I think we forget that, and we think it's all outside of ourselves that we have to do it. And you know, it's you have to find that outside, and you have to. And everyone comes to it in their own way, but that's just the way I help people to deal with it, to allow them to, you know, to yes, acknowledge the emotions, but also to bring, you know, the wisdom within, to tune into the wisdom they have, to release fear, which fear again, it's being outside yourself, it's looking at the future. It's not being in this moment. I I liken uh, that to um, just very simply, I've I've had a lot of very awful dental experiences. And so when I even think I'm going to the dentist, my body goes into fear. But when I'm there in the dental chair, I'm absolutely fine. And why is that? Because I'm very much in my body. I'm very present. And when you're in your body and you're very present in this moment, and that can be as simple as patting your leg and telling yourself the date. You know, it's amazing how many people, when you ask them what day it is, they'll come up with a different year. That's the problem. We're not really home. We're not really in our bodies. But that's where, um, you know, where you operate the best. And it's the least amount of fear for your body. But, you know, um, meditate and, and allow the waterfall of love, a lot of Waterfall of peace. The, fill yourself with what you want um, to feel within the planet, and um, and go from there. Operate from that place. If we all did that, it wouldn't be nearly as as painful or 
you know, it, right. would, it would be easier just to accept as things are and move forward. I think anger just keeps us stuck in place. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. It's, it's, uh, I, I really feel like it's something we're all working through at our own pace, and, and we'll all come out the other side. Yep. Um, yep. I have a, a question here which brings us right back where I wanted to go, which is your book. Um, <laughs> where did the title come from? Now, you, you have a unique title for your book, and you've talked about waterfalls, and the subtitle for your book is a Poetic Wandering Along the River. So water, I'm getting water, is very important to you in, in, um, in some respects. Yeah. But someone has asked, Divine Explorations and Moonfill Musings. Where did that come from? Now, I added the question about the river, but she wants to know about the first part. Where did that? You know, I just love this about this book because it was exactly a year ago. It may have even been a year ago to today. I I had a dream. Um, I fell asleep and had a dream, and in my dream I saw myself holding the book. And and it's the book that is out now. It's this beautiful book. That's how I knew I was meant to write it because I saw myself, I saw the book in a dream. And this is the title that was on the book in the dream, uh, Divine Explorations and Moon Soul Musings uh, was was the title. And I actually woke up and wrote it down because I was like, <laughs> And I think it's I think it's kind of uh, I added the poetic wandering along the river later because when I found that I was piecing uh, bringing the the words together, there was kind of a theme like a river, and I think the river, you know, that's our life. There are themes that weave in and out of our life, and I and I like that symbolism of the river because we are, um, you know, we're dipping in and out of the river, and to me, the river is a very divine. Uh, um, symbol just like the moon i have a i have a strong affinity with the moon i think it's the feminine i think it's the mystery i think it's our intuitive nature it's that dreamy part of us that sometimes we don't allow during the day a lot of us do and you could more with meditation and music and the arts or i I, there's a, a big dedication in the front of the book to my friends who are musicians and poets and artists and because i think they just bring that beauty that um you know color our lives so well but the title really was in the dream and i saw the book and uh, and here it is i mean it's just so surreal for me but it <laughs> but it really i guess the message there is is to uh, pay attention to your dreams um and it's so amazing how quickly you can actually make them come true how quickly if if you hold right. to that intention and you just um and you go for it, you know, and you can do that at any age. I mean, I was 58. I'm 58. I just turned 59. But I was 58 when I put that book together. And so it's not like I'm in my 20s here. So so when, you know, there's no perfect time, just pay attention, keep going for the dream. And when it's meant to happen, it will. And I just, yeah, I love that. It just kind of came came through me. And this is what happened with my seminary as well when I before I was, you know, I did my seminary. I kind of had resisted it, actually. It's like, no, churches. Um, <laughs> and what you resist happens, and that's why I've been ordained right. twice, I think. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I saw myself in seminary, and for me, that's a really big clue that if you're seeing yourself there as spirit, in spirit, I'm already there. In spirit, the book is right. out there. I just need to go, let go of my body fear and go for it. And I think that's where we get stuck. I think a lot of times people do see the, the dream or they have hints of what they should be doing, but they have the fear that fear that comes up for them about, you know, can I really do it or or um, you know, or is this real or you know, there's so many fears that come up for us that that kind of keep us from and I got to tell you when I let go of that fear and I just you know, switched, uh, I kind of, you know, it was also been a year ago that I, that I quit my corporate job and I'm doing the soul readings and I'm doing my writing and I have never been happier. It's just amazing to me because when you're following your passion, when you're doing what you love, it just changes your life. And um, It does. It, it just it absolutely does you know when when you get to the point where you wake up every day and you're like oh thank you I get to do this again you, that's that's what you're supposed yeah. to be doing yeah such a joy to be at the book signing to be holding this book and saying this book was in my dream a year ago and here it is and you can do the same yep. thing you know not exactly. necessarily write a book everyone has their own dream but you can make it happen it's it you know it's actually much easier than we than we it's all our belief system and i just believe very strongly that the book was meant to be and i, I also know that i have another book coming so i'm holding on to that right now it's like yes i have a children storybook i can't wait to get out um and i've actually already seen that as well so for me dreams are very helpful and you can always put that out before you go to sleep what am i meant to do what am i meant to see what is supposed to happen or you know that's one of those having your own wisdom and allowing the you know your source or the divine or the God of your heart, whatever that is to you, that higher love, your higher self, allowing it to show you what you're meant to do. And we get those in glimpses. I mean, we see, we hear them in music. We get yep. them in fortune cookies. We hear it in conversations. And, you know, it's just amazing. But it's a matter of letting go of our fear and paying attention and just letting – and taking that step and doing it. So I lo- yep. I'm so happy people like the book. I'm getting a lot of – wonderful comments about the book i think the thing that's that's nice about it is that it's very relatable there there are pieces in the book that um, are soul writings i tuned into people allowed me to look at them and i tuned into the messages and some of those universal beautiful words uh, about people about elements the human elements one of the chapter um some of it's about nature. There's a lot there about nature. I think nature is so healing, not just water, but, you know, the trees, the leaves, the sky, the, the earth. There's so much healing in that for us because, you know, we're part of all of it, and yet we're our own human human tree, as I call it, our human nature. So I love piecing together, kind of using the river, all of um a lot of just the beautiful things that have come through the divine and and the beautiful uh, elements. And I think there are things in there that touch everybody in different ways. And the nice thing about it, it's a type of book that you could just, I have a friend that reads it at bedtime, you could just open it and it's what what is meant to speak to your soul at that time. It's kind of... very, I I think it's very calming. I'd like to think, and you know, when I wrote it, it, it 
it was um you know to be from my heart to others and to just um inspire or to um help them get more in touch with their own soul or to help them open up and have um the divine perspective in addition to the body perspective kind of a um a culmination or or maybe an extension of a soul reading per se you know one of the things you said you know you write for uh, you write, and then everybody thinks it's written for them. I <laughs> asked a bunch of I, I gave your your book to several people as as gifts, and it was really interesting to me that that um, three out of the five people came back to me with the same thing because I asked for opinions. And you wrote a very short thing, Dreamer's Heart. And in my Dreamer's Heart, I'd like to think the stars wish upon us too. And each yeah. one of those three people who do not know each other said, yes, I think that as well. So it's <laughs> really, <laughs> I, I thought, wow, that's, that's very telling when you, you do write such beautiful words that are so, so relatable to so many people. Um, do you have one that particularly is, that you're fond of, um, or I'm sure that probably changes from moment to moment. But <laughs> I, when I did, when I was, when I did my um, my book signing, I I read probably nine pieces, which is a lot. But um, you know, it was really fun, and people wanted to hear more. But I realized I'm saying, and this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Like, wow, how many favorites do you have? I love all of them. They they come from, well, yeah. you know, they're different and they come from such a such a different place. And and actually I have to say not all of them are um you know, some of them are tough. I mean, I have some pieces on domestic violence um mm-hmm. and some other ones, but it's coming from the divine perspective and that's what I like about it. Um uh, my one of my favorites, and it's a little bit of a long one, but I'll I'll read it quickly. Um, sure. And I read this the other day. Is the old farmhouse, and this is one of the few that I guess it made me cry when I when the words came through. So I know it came, but it also is very much touches my heart because I'm from the Midwest, and I think it just personifies for me, you know, pieces of me. Um, so the old farmhouse. There's something about an old farmhouse sitting alone in an open field with a few shade trees that inspires and makes me smile. Perhaps it's my Midwest roots or my love of nature's land and heaven's sky meeting at early dawn and colorful dusk. There's a certain comfort in knowing the house has survived many cold winters and sweltering summers and yet remains steadfast and sturdy a little worn but unpretentious in its welcoming beauty. I can just imagine the warmth provided generations of family, the kids and grandkids who enjoyed playing on the sunny porch or swinging happily in the old tire swing. As I grow older, I can relate to the mom-like quality the farmhouse exudes, its strength, resilience, and caring comfort, its peaceful quiet filled with memories. When I pass from this earth, I hope to be like an old farmhouse, extending my welcoming soul into the arms of God and watching the light of my being as it joins in an exquisite moment of sunrise in spirit and sunset in body to forever be an eternal porch light and a symbol of the way home. And I just love that. 
it's beautiful. You can just picture the farmhouse and, you know, kids playing and, you know, holiday gatherings and all of those sorts of things. Your your words paint beautiful pictures. And that, <laughs> that's in lieu that's of being able special. to paint. <laughs> Here's, you know, I, the very first piece in the book, it's called River, well, the first chapter is River Birth. The very first piece is probably my my most um, requested whenever I posted on Facebook. It's one of the early ones I wrote when I was doing early blogging. And it's still just, it's very simple, but I think it, I think it shows that we're all trying to find our place. We're, we're trying to retrieve right. who we are. We're trying to put ourselves together. It's called recollection. She went about collecting pieces of her soul that were lost, taken, and scattered about the universe until at last she became whole, a beautiful mosaic of self-love and forgiveness. With that, she began the next chapter in the masterpiece that is her life. I, I, I think love that. that. I think that's about present time. I think that's about reclaiming who you are, you know, bringing it together, being, and just moving from this moment. You know, this is your time. And I think there's something very powerful about that. I think we really need to hear that and remind ourselves that, you know, we can be whole right in this minute and operate um, and gather those pieces of ourselves that we feel like we've, you know, we've lost and scattered and are all over and come together and just, um, you know, join, just be the best we can in this moment and move from here. Even with the broken pieces, like a mosaic, even with all the pieces that are scattered, we can bring them back and we can reclaim our power and reclaim who we are and move from this moment. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the things um, that that so many people that I know that have read the book have taken away is that we are all on the same path. When you read something that someone has written and so many people relate to it, it really does bring home the the concept that we are all connected and we are all in this together. Uh, We have someone who is trying to call in and they've (laughs) dropped a couple of times. So I'm going to try to get them on again. (laughs) Hello, are you there? Hello, yes, I'm here. Thank you. Okay, sorry, we lost you there for a second, just got you back. Huh? Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Do you have there. a question for Jody? Yeah, um, I'm kind of trying to figure out where I fit. Trying to, I live in like the central Florida area, and I'm kind of feeling drawn to move over to the Gulf Coast side. But I have a little resistance to making the move. Like, you know, there's a little bit of fear, and it's like on one one hand, I'm, you know, excited about doing it, but then there's a little fear and trepidation of, oh my gosh, can I do this? So I, it's like I I want to get my life moving forward and kind of find my niche, or you know. Have you have you gone to a life coach? Because I know Kelly's a life coach or someone that can help you work through the fear. That, what keeps you there? There, you know, because I'm getting that, you know, 
intuitively that you're ready to make a change. I'm getting that you're you're having a big call to to move. It's just getting through the body fear, kind of like the dream I had where I resisted. And um, sometimes going to see somebody, a, a life coach, or or getting a soul reading, for instance. And I think Kelly will give some information if you want to contact me for a soul reading. I can really look at that maybe in a little more more depth and. Um, but that would be really helpful for you right now because I'm just seeing you're you're kind of in at the point of transition where you're ready to make a shift, and it's just how do you do it? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's so like the first go. step, you know. It's like ooh, what if I fail? What if I, you know, the what ifs that all uh, that we all have absolutely, yeah. and that's kind of and that's where the creation starts is right at that place of what if, you know, what's possible, you know, and and going yeah. for it. So yeah. thanks for calling. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, ladies. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Just a mini soul reading. <laughs> right. You know, now is a great time if you want to tell people how they can contact you and uh, how they can find out information on working with you. This would be a perfect time to do that. Sure, you can reach me on my website, jodydoty.com, so J-O-D-Y-D-O-T-Y.com, the woman with the rhyming name. <laughs> and um, <laughs> also on, I have several pages on Facebook, uh, but it's Jody Doty Soul Reader is my business. Um, so you can reach me, Facebook, Jody Doty Soul Reader. Um, and uh, phone call 253-381-9646, you can text me if you would like, and really most of my contact information is on jodydody.com as well as the tab with with the radio show I have, um, Divine Exploration yes. with Jody Doty. That's on your network, Kelly, on the Positive yes. Transformation Network. And so there's a, there's a lot of information in there if you have questions about soul readings. It really has um, some great explanations of how I see and how I operate and and how it could benefit you because – you know, it's always nice to have a different perspective, to see things from, um, you know, not from the limited body view, but, you know, why things are happening or, or um, you know, how we hold on to things or what symbols we're creating through that can be changed so that we can really live a, in a more positive way with the gifts we have, using them and operating through our bodies with that way. Absolutely. Um, clarity is is a huge thing that I know people get from working with you is uh, you you kind of feel from time to time like you're banging your head against a brick wall. <laughs> and just having that, why is this, this happening and that sort of direction and the, the clarification of what you need to be working on is very, very valuable. I really do encourage everyone to get in touch with Jody if um, if you are interested at all. Uh, she will definitely help you. I'm also we have a few reading, I have, have a new uh, a new gig. I'm and it's interesting. Yes. It's in Gig Harbor, which is where I live, and it's a new <laughs> gig. But I'm reading in a brand new metaphysical shop called Intuitive Alchemy, and I love the name. But um, yes. so I also do readings, um, you know, and I have some book signings coming up. So I have a lot going. It's very exciting from the last time I talked to you, Kelly. How much is happening? So. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was going to say. So, see, we are, you know, once again, 
Um, exactly <laughs> on the same wavelength. Oh, yeah. you, you do have the, we share the a readings book. coming up. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Literally. So yes, we do. Um, well, you have a calendar too. Let's let's talk yes. about the calendar because it is um, it's absolutely beautiful, and it is uh, sort of an extension from your book. So that's it, it available is. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Both the calendar in the book, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and the calendar actually it, it has it has some different writings that are in the book. So if you're wanting yes. a complement to the book, it's not the same writings necessarily. There may, there may be one or two that are the same, but that but they're different variations and they're different writings. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. And um, I actually sold some calendars at the at the book signing because. You know, people the the illustrations um, by Leah Friday and she's she's wonderful um, are amazing. So it, yeah, I have that calendar. I also have a a little calendar that my husband did with letterpress. So I have a couple calendars that have my sayings and writings on them. But um, yeah, very beautiful. So both the book and the calendar are are available and and hopefully inspiring for people that, you know, just to get that different perspective every day and to, to see the beauty, you know, that's what I hope to um, also share through the book and the calendar is to see, is see the beauty in the divine, uh, in the divine and, and to share that. Uh, absolutely. We have someone else who was trying to call in and they dropped. So oh, we have about... Um, maybe about seven minutes left. If you have a quick question, please call back in. Try it again. For some reason, Blog Talk is hanging up on people this morning or today. It it happens from time to time. So sorry about that. Please try it again. It does. And I want to thank you, Kelly, because... You published this book. You've been my big supporter. You encouraged me um, to share my words, and I just want to take this moment just to acknowledge how how much you do through through Path Magazine, through your um, Ibby Lane Press um, on your page, and with so many lucky people who happen to have you cross their path, who you've reached out to. You know, you are, I know I did a poem, I wrote a poem for you, and I don't remember the title, but you help people create their dreams. You help make them real, and that's such a beautiful gift that you bring to the planet, and I just want to acknowledge that, and and thank you on this day of love. I want to share some love with you. So thank you, Kelly, for sharing all you do. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for for that, and uh, you know, I love returned in, in buckets and spades. It's uh, <laughs> wonderful. It's absolutely a joy, uh, the place that I am at now in my life. It, it was a long time coming, but I'm absolutely yeah. proof that it is never too late and you can overcome anything and keep going for your dreams because it really is a joy to be able to work with people such as yourself and, and many other people. We've we've mentioned Leah Friede, um, amazing. I call her the, the goddess of graphics. So that's uh-huh. it's my pleasure, really. <laughs> um, so you mentioned earlier in the show your next book. Um, any idea on uh, when people might see that? I'm hoping no it'll be this year here. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've already got the illustrations. I've got to put the words together. I wrote it a year ago. It's my heart. It's multi generational, um, and I'm hoping that it'll be out. You know, maybe in the summer, or early fall, at the very latest. I definitely want it out in early fall, but um, I think it'll be. I'm just. It's one of the. The words are just very close to my heart, and uh, it's about our inner child, but it's it's all of us. It's about reminding us um, of the beauty of uh, of our inner soul and our inner child, and sharing that sharing that message, especially in times of of challenge. That you know, we can always get back yeah. to who we are. Absolutely. I look I look forward to seeing that one completed. We have a couple minutes left. Do you want to leave us with some positive? advice or or words or information that you feel that would be appropriate for Valentine's Day. This is Valentine's Day. No matter when you guys are listening to the show, we're doing this live on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, Day, everyone. Every day is Valentine's Day. Love yourself. Allow the love that, you know, the love that is is, uh, within you. To expand, open your heart, let it let it come to you, and let it flow outward. I know I did a piece about, you know, we're so anxious to look outside of ourselves to find love, to find, you know, the message to find, and it's all right within you. It's just a matter of opening your heart and letting the love fill you, and let it flow from there, and then then the um, love that's meant to be with you. You know, be the love that you want in the world, and that's really the big message. That is beautiful, and that's the perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for being my guest, as as always. I know you've been my guest several times, and I just love having you on the show, so thank you again. It's always a joy and, being your guest on the show, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening. You guys have a very, very, very blessed, wonderful, beautiful Valentine's Day, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.